There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi there, this is Martina Navratilova. Uh, hi, I'm Mats Wilander. Hi, I'm Andy Murray, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast brought to you as always in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport. This is a very special extra tennis podcast or a tennis podcast extra if you will. It's the second of these that we've actually done in a week. There's still the regular tennis podcast. It's there. We recorded it just a couple of days ago. Uh, so do check that out if you haven't already listened to it. We talk all about the comeback of Maria Sharapova. But this tennis podcast extra, well, it doesn't feature David Law. But who needs David Law when you've got the world number one tennis player? Because I had the chance yesterday at the Queen's Club to catch up with Mr. Andy Murray. He was there talking about his return to the Aegon Championships, which she'll be making in six weeks' time as the five-time defending champion. So we talked all about Queen's and we talked about plenty of other things as well, including his form at the moment on the clay, how it is being at number one, whether it's more difficult getting to number one or staying there, and the fact that he is turning 30 in just a few weeks' time. So here is that interview with Andy Murray. Hope you enjoy it. He will be back at Queen's in six weeks' time. I think he uh, plays his first round match on Tuesday, the 20th of June, and there may or may not be a few tickets left for that if you want to make sure you get to see Andy Murray at Queen's, which uh, I can vouch for being a pretty special experience. So this is the Tennis Podcast Extra, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport, and we'll be back with a regular tennis podcast next Monday. Landy, does a day like this with, well, the sun was shining until about 10 minutes ago with the vibrant green grass behind you, does it whet your appetite to come back here in six weeks and defend this title for the fifth time? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I always love this sort of period of the year, the grass court season. It's nice for, I mean, lots of reasons, but, you know, is that I know I'm going to be at home for five, six weeks in a row is, is great. And also, you know, I played at Queen's, I don't know, this will be like 10, 11 years now. As a, well, where I won my first ever match on the tour was right here, which it, they've turned into a car park this year, um, unfortunately. But obviously made big improvements, I think, to the the facility again this year, and it's going to be bigger and, and better than it has been before. So I'm looking forward to coming back. I remember last year you made a comment along the lines of the fact that when people come here for the first time, fresh from the clay, the players, the coaches, and they see the grass, everyone has smiles on their faces. Can you describe that and perhaps explain why that is? Everyone just seems to be pumped about the, the 
the this period of the year. I mean, it's so short the grass court season, but it's also it's completely different. You know, we have clay court events in February. Uh, we have it all through kind of April May time, and also after Wimbledon, and then hard courts events. You know, they are going on the whole year, whereas the grass is such a short period of time and. It's so different, you know. Obviously, Queens and Wimbledon, the two biggest tournaments, um, and the grass court season, they're held at clubs, um, you know, which is is nice. It's you know very different to playing at sort of purpose-built kind of tennis um, tennis stadiums, and it just has a different feel. And the players all, you know, they live in houses and apartments here, and it's just it's a very different feel to the rest of the year. And of course, one of the special things about it for you is you're at home. You get all the support. It'll be 30% more support this year. 2,000 extra people cheering mostly for you. That's going to be special. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, it's obviously great for the tournament to keep, you know, improving and, and expanding. Like I said, I've been playing here for a long time and it does, you know, most years it does get get better. One of the difficulties of being at a club is... You know, to make changes is not not as easy um, when you, when you have lots of space. There's not loads of space here, but um, you know, to the fact that they've improved the, the capacity by by 30 percent, they've got a new court one in. Um, you know, which is is obviously going to be great, um, very positive for the tournament. So yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll do a great job getting it already. And it's easier for your family to be here supporting you. The final isn't on Father's Day this year, but nonetheless, I'm sure it'd be nice for you to have them here. Yeah, it'd be nice. Um, you know, my daughter still obviously doesn't. Uh, she still doesn't know what's what's going on um, when she's at the tennis. But yeah, it'll be you know, it's great for for them to you know to be around. Or well, I mean, they're always around here. But for me to to, to be here and um, you know to get to go back and see them in the, in the evenings and you know in the mornings before before I leave as well. It's just it's just it's a great time of year for for me personally, just to, to be at home for such a long period and spend time with the family but also play a couple of you know great tennis tennis events with you know it's always packed you know pretty much from the beginning of the week right through to the end at queens so yeah always always look forward to it for those reasons and of course both times you've won the trophy at wimbledon you've won the title here three weeks before how strong is that positive association in your mind yeah i mean uh, I mean, this is for me has been the, the perfect preparation um, for Wimbledon. The great courts, um, the I mean, obviously the conditions, uh, weather conditions are exactly the same as as, as Wimbledon, um, and they have a great player field here pretty much every year. I think this year is going to be one of the strongest that they've ever had. Um, it seems like they've got loads of top players playing. So if you can come through a tournament like this, it shows that you're in you know good form. You tend to have won against some of the better grass court players um, as well. So it has been a you know it's had a positive impact on a lot of my performances at Wimbledon, and um, I hope hope this year is the same. And you have some company here as you do in the top 50, top 60 now with Dan Evans and Carl Edmund. How much have you enjoyed watching their progress over the last year or so? Yeah, I mean both of them have done done great. Um, I mean. Dan's, you know, personally for me is more unexpected than, than Kyle. Kyle's obviously a younger guy, and uh, Dan was in the middle part of his career, and you know, a couple of years ago was ranked 700 in the world. So it's pretty amazing what he's done. But you know, he's always had the the ability, um, you know, and it's great that you know he's now showing that um, at the highest level and on a consistent basis. Kyle actually played here last year um, for the for the first time, and he's he's improving all the time um, as well and 
you know, spoke to Rafa about him after he played him in Monte Carlo, and he was like, yeah, you know, he should easily be top 20, um, you know, if he keeps working hard. So, you know, that's positive when you hear that from, you know, someone like him. And um, also Alias Bedene, he's, he's been playing very well too, um, you know, and is right back up there again. So a lot of positive things going on on, on the men's side and obviously Joe um, on, on the women's side is doing extremely well. So it'll be good good to have them all back here. Yeah, since winning Miami, people are really talking about Joe as a potential Grand Slam champion. Do you think that's realistic? Well, I, I don't see why not. I think right now that the women's game is very open, obviously, with... Um, you know, with Serena uh, being being out, um, you know, for the well, the foreseeable future, obviously, now she's going to be, become a mother, um, you know, which makes it also very exciting, I think, for a lot of the, the, the top women just now that, you know, no one's sure who, who, who's going to step up um, in, in her absence. And I think Joe obviously ha- has a chance. I think, you know, on, on the clay maybe isn't her favourite surface, but she, on the hard courts and, and the grass, there's no reason why she... She can't be, be right up there competing for the biggest tournaments, um, and yeah, and therefore the the, the the top spots in the rankings. So it's um, yeah, big uh, big few months coming up for her. Just moving away from the grass for a minute. I remember in Monte Carlo last year, you talked about the victory, the hard fought victory over Benoit Paire is a real turning point for you, and things felt like they clicked on the clay. Do you feel like you've had that moment this year on the clay? Um, the the match against Ramos last week. Um, was was important um i'm in a i was in a better place coming into the uh clay court season this year um than i was last year that's that's how i felt anyway um you know but physically i needed to get some matches under my belt and you know to get three matches in barcelona last week um that was that was big for me um to get through the three-hour match and my elbow feel good against Ramos was positive, and then to come out the next day and you know I played a decent match against Team, uh, had some chances in that one, um, and that was about two two and a half hours. And you know I got on the bike afterwards. I did a, a, a tough bike session after I lost that one, and you know my body's body's feeling good, so um, I'm positive about the next few weeks. But you know I need to obviously start winning winning matches, and um, I'll try and try and do that. It's such a cliche in tennis and in sport generally about how it's more difficult to stay at the top than it is to get to the top. What's your take on that? How does being at the top compare to the challenge of getting there? Well, it's interesting because the end of last year was like the toughest like three, four months of my career to try and get to the number one spot. It took me 12 years to get there. So that's a pretty long journey. Like that's really hard, um, in in my opinion. That's a lot of work that's gone into that. And then this year, as I've been reminded a lot, is that I haven't done that well this year. I've not played well, but I'm still number one in the world, and I have been for the last twenty five, twenty six weeks. But I've not been playing as well. So I've still I've stayed there based off all the hard work that went into last year. So in my opinion, it's been harder to to get there. If you want to stay there for an extended period and stay there for two, three, four years, then obviously that that's going to be incredibly uh, challenging. But right now, the end of last year, you know, was was tough for me. It took a lot out of me, and um, you know, I would say getting there was 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 harder for me personally. We're still there at number one. The leader in the race this year is a certain Roger Federer. You haven't had the chance to play this new, improved Roger Federer. How much would you like that chance? 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm hoping and you know expecting at some stage this year that I'll you know get to play against him and and also Rafa. Um, you know, both of them have played great this year. Um, you know, Roger's start to the year. I mean, I think even he said you know was was unexpected after the, the layoff that he had. Um, you know, Rafa as well had a long a long break too, and they both come back playing extremely well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, hopefully I get the chance to play them. Obviously, on the grass would, you know, would, would be nice. Both of them have played great over the years on the grass, especially uh, especially Roger. So you know, it'll be an interesting um, period of the year this uh, coming up. Um, and yeah, need to need to be ready to compete with those guys for sure. And just finally, if you personally, big birthday coming up. Yeah. Any plans? Um, I don't have any. Well, it's, it's in Rome. Um, as far as I know, some of my family are coming out. I don't know who's all coming. Um, I don't know if my wife and my daughter are coming. My wife told me last night that they weren't coming. I don't know. My uh, my my brother's wife, my sister-in-law's is coming over. I know my mum's coming. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they have anything planned for me or if there's some sort of surprise. But I might be playing on that day, so... I'm, well, I'm hoping I am. I've had some bad experiences on my birthday in the past. I injured my back once in Rome. Uh, I injured my wrist once in Hamburg. So hopefully uh, I'm not cursed this year. I can confirm life begins at 30, Andy. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.